Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Ted Baxter about his incredible journey of determination and recovery after a stroke. This episode is brought to you by Midwest Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion syndrome, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They've greatly helped me and many others. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zalmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. For those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Good Men Project, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my second book, Embracing the Journey, Moving Forward After Brain Injury. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Today, my guest is Ted Baxter, and Ted was born and grew up in Long Island, New York. He received his Bachelor's of Business Administration in three years at Hofstra University, where he majored in public accountancy. He took a job working for Price Waterhouse as an auditor and passed all four, all four parts of the CPAA exam on the first shot. He then became a management consultant soon after, focusing on financial industry clients. While he was working as a senior manager, he attended the Executive Master's Business Administration Program at Wharton on the weekends, where he got his MBA concentrating on finance and strategy. After spending 22 years in the financial industry, he retired as a global finance executive with expertise such as international banks and securities, risk management, financial products, controllership, team building, and information technology systems. Ted experienced a massive ischemic stroke in April of 2005. He now volunteers his time at two hospitals in Orange County, California, providing his expertise and his experience as a stroke survivor in a communication recovery program and is involved in various philanthropic issues. He also participates as a member of the board of directors of the American Heart and Stroke Association. He does speaking engagements for health-related institutions, hospitals, and universities in California, and is the author of Relentless, How a Massive Stroke Changed My Life for the Better. He lives in Newport Beach, California with his wife, Michelle, and their dog, Zorro. Welcome to the podcast, Ted. I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you very much, uh, Amy, for having me on your show. Absolutely. Really happy, really happy to be here. So you mentioned your dog, Zorro, in your bio. Um, what kind of dog is Zorro? <laughs> uh, that, that was my Pomsky uh, dog. 
Um, uh -huh. He's a black and white um, color, and he's just like it's. It's just like his name is uh, like Azura. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so. Ted, you were living a really great life with a successful international career, and you were in excellent physical condition. So tell us about that day when you had an ischemic stroke at the young age of just 41. Sure. Um, and I'll point out that, uh, unfortunately, I have aphasia, which is usually mm -hmm. comes with having a stroke or a head uh, injury. It's a, it's an, an, uh, an, an impediment of language. Um, you, you know that there are approximately 2.4 million people in the United States that have aphasia now. Um, so now, now there are a lot, there are a lot of flavors of aphasia. Um, when I first became a person with aphasia after my stroke, uh, mine was really bad. I uh, couldn't write, couldn't read, nor couldn't say anything. Global aphasia, some of the pathologists would say that. Um, but anyway, I uh, worked my tail off to get better as much as I could and to be here. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that said, um, I'll tell you about my, um, my day of uh, April 21st of Thursday. Um, it was a typical typical work day and busy for me. Uh, I worked out in a hotel gym in London at 6 a.m. At that, at that particular uh, day. Uh, then I went to work and finished my day in London by 2, p by 2 p.m. In, in time to catch a flight back to um, Chicago. Um, that flight landed around 4 p.m. that day on Thursday, uh, and I noticed that I was extremely tired. Um, not the stuff that makes you tired from changing the time zones. It was something else. And I had I, I never figured this out, but, but that, that was a little signal of me that uh, of, of, uh, got, get, get ready, Ted. <laughs> so uh, after, after I went home, I laid down on a couch to watch TV in my bedroom. Um, it was just after 8 p.m. Chicago time watching The Apprentice, and a commercial was on the TV. Uh, my wife asked me a question. Um, uh, this is related to, to the commercial. I, I couldn't answer. And she re repeatedly asked the question, and I wasn't responding. And she suddenly became concerned. And I, I knew something was going on. I became so mortified. Uh, imagine a situation where I desperately wanted to tell her that something was wrong with me, but I simply didn't know how. Uh, so at the moment, I lost control and I lost the power of language. And I was so terrified, uh, helpless and alone. And it, was only, and, and it was only in my mind. And it was in my, my, my mind, but it, it happened. So my wife, uh, she called uh, the police and paramedics, and she didn't know what's going on. Uh, same thing, uh, same same thing with them. I could I could hear them clearly, but I couldn't figure out what they were saying. Uh, couldn't formulate their sentences. Uh, I lost the comprehension. 
Uh, it was like they had changed into a foreign language, which I, did, I hadn't heard before. So that's where I start. You know, and, and talking about aphasia, um, June is Aphasia Awareness Month, which is why we actually scheduled this podcast during the month of June. Um, and I suffered from a lot of aphasia. Every once in a while, it still hits me. Um, but I remember in the beginning, I would say the wrong word, and I wouldn't even, like, hear it. I'd get a strange look from the person I was talking to, and I'd be like, what did I just say? <laughs> so, I you know, know. I, I, I can totally relate to some extent of what you've gone through with that. And, you know, I've heard from other stroke survivors that, you know, in their head, they're completely understanding everything and they think they're talking in complete sentences, but what's coming out is sort of gibberish. Um, did you, did you experience That's, some of that yourself? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I tell you, I, I had my, I had my wife at the point, uh, with me and we happened to be, to, to go to a, um, a school in, uh, in Michigan um, and it was, it was a, a school just focused on aphasia. And I went, I went there probably 10 months after my stroke. And she put me to talk to the, um, the primary, um, therapist there. And she took, took me down and she, she said to, to, to me, she said, look, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you this right now, Ted, because you you probably don't don't understand what it, what this is. You, you it's it's just the same thing that you just described to me, uh, Amy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know it. I, it was in, in my my in my mind. I was saying the perfect the perfect sentences, the perfect uh, um, response. And she didn't say she she said that she said no you 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 you're not saying uh, the right things. And for example, I, I don't understand what you're saying. You told me come come coming here here uh, in the school the first first day. So it's uh, yes I've I've uh, I have a very uh, very experienced with um, you know, saying gibberish or or, <laughs> or things. It doesn't doesn't work. So, Ted, what would you say were some of the most difficult parts of your recovery, um, particularly everyday tasks that we take for granted? Yeah. Um, well, for physical side, um, you know, because after after my stroke, I had um, my right side of my body was was basically paralyzed, um, and so when at that point, I knew I had to get that fixed. Uh, immediately, um, I knew that the, the the speech thing that was going to be a different animal <laughs> of that fixed to, to fix that. But uh, the, the the physical side, um, the things that, that bothered me was like eating eating lamb chops. Okay, and I say this because um, this is in my book um, that. I, my my wife did at the point she made um, lamb chops, 
at the time when I, when I just got released from the uh, the hospital. And I came I came home and I couldn't I couldn't move my right hand or my my uh, my arm. I, I just couldn't have I couldn't have that. Um, I couldn't cut cut the 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 lamb chops and so that stuff. I mean, then we 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 just we stand we were just I was just sitting there, and we all both of us we just cried cried, and we, I couldn't believe it. And so she said to me, "All right, how are we going to fix this?" So I told her I told her the, the things that we can do. I didn't tell her this at the moment. I gave her a, 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 ta- a task. Uh, I, I told her to to tie my right uh, my my left left arm on my my back, and every day I'm going to use my right my right arm every day. So that that's that's one example of things that were very tough for me to do. Um, so the, the other things, you know, if you go into into um, uh, speak speech, it, it was things like going to um, uh, Starbucks and order a latte. You know, man, I can't rem- I can't remember how many times I had to do this. Where I get I get these these calls, I uh, get get this these 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 looks from um, the baristas. It, what are you? What what are you? I mean, are, are you from um, are you from Spain or, you know, they they didn't understand what I was what I wanted to have, so that's another thing uh, that really bothers me, and the last last thing I should say that, you know, saying good good morning and good night sayings that you know with come with conversations along with that, just chit chat. With when you when you go to um, you go to your um, um, you're leaving your, your apartment every day you get on the elevator you have to say you know hi how are you and for me that was so hard because I, I I didn't I I could say good morning I didn't have I didn't I didn't have the sentence after that I have to think about that every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's absolutely, we take communication for granted. You know, it's something we're born with. And when that's taken away from you, it's, it's so incredibly frustrating. Um, You know, and I'm curious, Ted, how did your stroke affect your relationship with friends and loved ones? I know this is something that comes up quite often in my Facebook group. Um, how, you know, yeah. you, you mentioned you have a wife. Um, has, has she just been a, a total um, pillar of your recovery for you? Yeah, well, now, now we had we had um, we had some issues before I had the stroke, so we agreed. So after after I had the after I had the, the, the stroke, we we happened to agree that we would should we should put that that aside until I recovered enough, and then to put it on the table again. All right, so. So that that said, my my um, ex-wife now she was fantastic. I couldn't 
there's 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 still there's a special bond between me and her that you know she knows she knows what I have and she knows she was she was there from the de- from the get go and and she didn't you know we st- you know when, if I happened to to didn't like a a doctor or I wanted to change change a different nurse she would she would take care of that in a minute. I mean, she knew what I what my likes what my likes were were there what I, what I didn't like. She was, was fantastic. Uh, so that's that's with my with my my wife. Um, with with my friends, you know, this it becomes a very half of my my friends my relationships became a little strained. Um, because they, they didn't know how to approach me, given giving my stroke and and my uh, my aphasia, you know, with 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 things things of um, if you have a stroke, everybody can get that, right? That you 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 have been through uh, experience by having a stroke, and all right, um, now this is this is where you are. Um, but when you have aphasia. You know that probably half of them didn't really know what it, what aphasia was, and and fr- frankly, I didn't even know what it was when I had it. Um, so I, you know they have to, they have to do some research, and then to to, to come up to me and and to tell me uh, how you how are you? They shouldn't. They, you know they they probably didn't know that I I wouldn't give them a, a response for for any of that. So that. So that was um, the only thing that happens with uh, this friends versus wife and uh, and my family. My family was perfect. I mean, they you know because they they lived in um, in um, uh, Long Island where I grew up, but uh, I was sitting in Chicago. All all of them, all my brothers and my my little my little sister came in probably in a minute um, to see me. Just you know. To give me support, um, that was fair. That was perfect for me. You know, your story with your wife, that's it's so hopeful for other people who might be listening. Um, you know, a stroke is very stressful on a relationship, and you were already having problems before. So it's so inspiring to know that your strokes, sort of brought you back together, so to speak. And I hope that that, that can instill some hope for others listening. Um, Cause I know that's always a really big worry after any sort of brain injury. Um, you know, the spouse doesn't always know how to help or what to do. And friends drift away because they just, they don't get it. And, you know, like stroke they they were there for you they understood but they didn't really know how to communicate with you and I think that's common with a lot of stroke or a lot of brain injuries not just stroke um they they don't quite know how to approach us or how how to be there for us um and sometimes all we just need is just we just want them literally to be there and hang out with us so um thank you for sharing that yeah, I agree. I agree with you. All that stuff that you're just saying. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned how you felt really tired when you got off the plane in Chicago. Um, do you feel like there was any other warning signs that you may have missed that, that perhaps could help somebody else in the future? 
Yeah, well, you know, you're talking about um, taking a, a, a long, long flight. So it was 10 hours up there from, uh, coming, coming back from, from London to Chicago. So the thing is, I probably, I, I might have, lo- have, have missed is the fact that um, um, I, when, when I went on, when, when I got the, 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 the plane, I told the, the, um, the stewardesses, look, I don't, I, I'm really tired. So I just don't, don't, uh, I just want to, I just want to sleep the whole, the whole flight. And, and they and they did. They they they, they listened to me, and, and I, I and that's what I did. I, I slept the whole thing, and I didn't have any water, and and I didn't move move myself around. And now, albeit albeit because I was wearing um, compression socks that I usually wear every every type every um long trips i took that was that was a big deal but so but when i got it i got it but then i didn't i i missed missed the fact that you should have some water on on your on your up there so that could have been one a problem so but but other than that i mean my my cholesterol my uh my exercise regimen, all that was perfect, you know. But I, I think the other thing was um, was the fact that um, I had so I I was had a lot of pressure and my stress was the fact that I had a great great uh, job. So you have published a book. It is called Relentless. How a massive stroke changed my life for the better, um, and I do have a link in the show notes, so anyone listening can find that link and check out your book on Amazon. Um, tell us how this book came to be and what you hope the people will take away after reading it. Sure. Um, what I well, what I think that. Um, that I would hope that people will come away from reading this book. First, I hope they have a better appreciation of what a person like me or somebody like, uh, you know, one of your, one, one of your, um, your pod, podcasts or something went through a, cha- a tragedy like, like this or what happened um, of, of a, a massive stroke and the challenges that I had to deal with and even still, I'm dealing with some of it. So, um, an awareness and education of strokes and, and aphasia, um, you'll, you will come away from, from that. And the second is, um, you know, giving, not don't giving, giving up. Um, keep trying it, and eventually you might, you might have to bend the rules, um, but determination and your willpower, you, you don't even really, you really don't probably don't know what, what, what you have with, within your side, within your side, but until you, you're, 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 you're faced a situation like this, where you don't, you don't care about that other stuff, your, your determination and willpower, and, and that's going to power you through 
through to to give give you um, some hope and um, and to achieve achieve some small successes. Um, so that's the second thing. And the third the third thing um, support system is key. Uh, I, obviously, I have I have my family, my friends, my wife. Um, they all they all they they need to be pushed me. But um, to be there just just to provide support, that was great for me. You know, and I think you really touched on something there, how, you know, we don't always under we don't always know our own strengths until we go through something. I know for me, that first year, it was like, why did this happen? Like, what am I meant to learn from this? And, you know, it it was, it was hard to see the answer. And then, you know, then all of a sudden it just became so apparent that I was meant to go through this so that I can help others, you know, similar to what you're doing. And it is, it's really profound when you finally have that aha moment and you know that you can get through this, you know, you might not be a hundred percent who you were before, but, the new you, I say I'm the new and improved Amy, right? <laughs> Do you yeah, sort of feel well, that yeah, way too? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I, somebody else uh, I, I, I interviewed yesterday, somebody said to me, he said, look, so it was like God gave you your, 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 a, a gift, mm-hmm. a gift to come back. From from your aphasia and uh, your your massive stroke. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if if you could show me a person that, that can come come back and writing a, a book, <laughs> I mean that was that was pretty good. I think. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Writing a book is no small feat. So I applaud you for that. So, Ted, we're almost out of time, but I do want to touch on the importance of giving back. Um, you know, we just sort of touched on that a second ago, but, um, you know, you you found that this has been really important for your healing process to give back and volunteer um, at hospitals and, and colleges. Um, you know, so what is what is something that you have learned through giving back? Yeah, it, 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 this this is, gave me a sense of connection, a sense of uh, confidence that I was actually able to write things down that were helpful to people. So it, you know that that's great. It's a, another benefit to, to helping others in recovery. It's a reminder that I was there once too, and that I, and that life can get better. If I can say that to to um, the stroke survivors or or aphasia people that need some help, um, you know, or a TBI person, I mean, I, I think that that's great from for me. It gives me uh, a lot of gratitude. Um, so focus on helping something some someone else allowed me to get outside of my own head. Um, yes. Keeps. Keeps me uh, sanity, my sanity intact. Absolutely. Well, Ted, this has been such a wonderful conversation. 
much for being here today. Is is there anything, any final thoughts, any final words of wisdom you'd like to leave our listeners with? <laughs> um, no, just make sure that you know that if they if they go to to buy my book, that um, they know they're going to get I, a, a lot of. Um, a lot of tips and techniques that I use, and I'm not saying that, that they, they should use the same, same uh, uh, prescription for, for their uh, situations, but it, maybe they could use, they can get two or three tips that would give them um, a hope, and then they should, they should have that. Absolutely. And again, I have the link to your book on Amazon in the show notes. So anyone can click through that and find your book easily on Amazon. So again, Ted, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. This has been wonderful talking with you. Well, thanks very much, uh, Amy. Thank, Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode with Ted. I hope that you have been inspired to get out there and just make a difference. Find his book on Amazon by clicking the link in the show notes. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And keep up to date with current podcasts at facesoftbi.com. And another thank you to our sponsor, Minnesota Functional Neurology, the concussion doctors you can trust in the Midwest. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.